بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده my brothers and sisters <coughs> we are talking we we'll continue with the series of uh, lectures I've been doing on Aqidah and in the Aqidah on the position of the Quran and the Sunnah, the Hadith of Rasulullah It is very important to understand these principles because these are the fundamental principles on which Islam is based. And these things, depending on what we are talking about, are things that are inherent in our belief. We do not have, and please listen carefully, we do not have the option of having an opinion other than that of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. To give you one example, today we live in a world where in the name of lifestyle choice, anything is permitted, right? It's a lifestyle choice. Homosexuality, what not, what not, lifestyle choice. Transgender, I want to change my gender, I want to become a woman, a man, everything is permitted. In Islam, this is haram. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited it in the Quran. Nabi sallallahu prohibited it in his sunnah. Now, think about this. Supposing there is a person, there is a man who prays five times a day. He fasts in Ramadan. He pays zakat. He goes for Umrah. He goes for Hajj. But in the question, in the, with respect to transgender and uh, homosexuality, the person says, no, there is no harm in that. People have a choice. You know, why are you getting so worked up about this, right? People have a choice. If somebody wants to, you know, two men want to uh, be married to each other, mafi mushkila, no problem. Now, think about this. Is that person himself who's saying it, is he homosexual? No, he's not homosexual. Maybe he's married, he has a wife, he has children. Is he praying five times a day? Of course. Suffer Ola behind the Imam. But what happens to his Imam because of this opinion? Khalas, he's out of Islam. Because he has denied the Quran and the Sunnah. He has not done anything. Think about it. That's the reason I'm saying this because a lot of loose talk. Oh, this is okay. That is okay. It's not a question of what is okay with you. It's a question of what is okay with Allah and His Rasul Right? So if you have an opinion, if I have an opinion that goes against the Quran and the Sunnah, no matter what else I do, I have left Islam. I'll give you another example. You are standing in Salah. Qiyam. What is the method? I'm giving you an example of very basic, simple things. When you stand in Qiyam, what do you do with your hands? What do you do? You fold them like this, right? So you have, maybe you fold them up here, closer up. You may fold them a little bit down. Or in the case of the Malikis, they pray with the hands by their sides. Alhamdulillah. We know these three things from Rasulullah He prayed with his hands here. He prayed with his hands here. He also prayed with his hands by his sides. Maliki uh, Madhab. Alhamdulillah, maafi mushkila, no problem. 
Supposing you say, bueno, I will pray with one hand down, one hand up. Now what? Yes. You have invented a method of your own in salah where, which is against the method of the Rasul alayhi salam. So your salah is invalid. You are not in salah. Another one, supposing a person is standing behind the imam and reading from the Musaf. Is this permitted? No. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said very, very clearly in the Quran, when the Quran is being recited, listen silently. So if somebody is reading behind the imam, that person's salah is invalid. To the extent in the Hanafi Madhab, Imam, imam Abu Hanifa said to the Imam, do not take a luqma from someone who is reading from the Quran. Another one. Take the issue of interest. Riba in the Quran, did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permit it or did he prohibit it? Prohibit, right? Anybody's got doubt? No. Prohibited. Not only prohibited, it is haram, haram, haram. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared war against the one who deals in riba. Rasulullah sallallahu gave his famous khutbah in the, at the time of Hajj, Hajjatul Wada, where he prohibited riba. Now, if somebody comes and tells you, you see, there are two kinds of riba. There is riba al-jahiliyah and there is riba al-fadl. So Rasulullah prohibited riba al-jahiliyah. He did not prohibit riba al-fadl. Therefore, in today's world, riba al-fadl is, is permitted and this includes bank interest. Supposing somebody says this, what is the answer? Yes or no? No. Why not? Riba is riba. Exactly. I'm giving you dalail because if somebody tells you, you shouldn't be able to answer, right? Riba is riba. Now, you might say, well, you see these two. What is our aqidah about the Nabi alayhi salam? That he conveyed the message completely or partially? Completely. So we, may, we know that if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi the message complete, conveyed the message completely, and if he wanted to say, I am prohibiting only riba jahiliya, not riba al-fadl. Who, who stopped him from saying that? Anybody? He could have said it. He would have said it. This is our aqidah about the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal rasul, balligh risala. Wallahu yasimuka minan nas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Ma'idah, O my Nabi, convey everything which has been sent to you. If you don't do that, you have not conveyed the message, you have not done the work of Risala, Allah will protect you from the people. So our aqidah is, Rasulullah conveyed everything. Think about this. If Rasulullah taught us how to do salah, including the minute details, if I ask any of these, Alhamdulillah, our mother sir, Children are here. If I ask any of them, tell me for a sajda to be valid, how many points must touch the body, they will tell you. Touch the earth, they will tell you, right? To that extent of granularity, Rasulullah explained something. And somebody is telling me, in a matter like riba, where Allah declared war, Nabi said part of it, left part of it. Please, if you believe that, you have left Islam. 
Simple as that. Because you are accusing the Rasul alayhi salam of not conveying the complete message. So be very, very careful, right? Maybe out of ignorance, maybe because somebody is arguing this point and today may Allah protect us. There are people who very convincingly within quotes, they argue various points. For example, I was listening, listening to the, to the uh, somebody sent me this bayan of this uh, gentleman. Uh, who says that in America, paying of uh, zakat is not required. For all Muslims in America, zakat is not necessary for them to pay. Good news, right? You know the Dalil he is giving? Dalil he gives is, the government, Islamic government, Muslim governments used to collect zakat to use for public works. So they build a building or they build something, bridge or this and this. The government is doing it and you are paying tax. So the government is using your money, tax money to build a bridge and to build a road and this and that. So zakat is not required for you. Now unfortunately, because we don't take the trouble to learn our own deen, all these arguments sound very sexy. Eh? Very nice. I know a guy who gave a fatwa to say, zakat is to be paid only one time in your whole lifetime. So better and better news. Huh? One time in your whole lifetime. Pay zakat once in your khalas. <laughs> uh, remember, these people and their leaders will stand before Allah together. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made zakat for than Allah specifically mentioned. To this one and this one and this one and this one. This one. Hukuma is not there. <laughs> huh? The ayat of Surah Tawbah. Where is, is, it? is hukuma there? One of them? Government? The problem is, if you don't want to study your own deen, then anybody can fool you. So you've got people who have this, you know, you know the language, you can convince anybody for anything. So you, they, they make these speeches and they are very convincing and so on, so on, so on. And please understand one very, very important thing I'll tell you. People say, no, logically speaking. There is no, it's not a question of logical and illogical. The point, question is, any body of knowledge... To understand that body of knowledge, you need some fundamental, you need to understand the fundamental principles of that knowledge. It's not a question of logical. Right? Not a question of logical. For example, if I have a headache and I ask uh, my doctor uh, Ahmed here and he says, eat two Tylenol. So I tell him, hold on, hold on. The pain is in my head. The Tylenol is going into my stomach. How does it work? So this is illogical. Sorry, I don't accept this. So what will he tell me? He said, then what you do is grind this Tylenol, mix it in, in uh, oil and rub it on your head. <laughs> eh? What to do? You, you are you are mafia mokh. Eh? You are majnoon. So do this. You have to understand the basic fundamental principles of that body of knowledge for it to make sense. So if you know nothing about Islam, you have not taken the trouble to study anything about Islam, somebody comes and tells you and says, no, no, you know what? Logically that is correct. What logic? What logic? The logic of Islam is that the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu is complete and total. The deen that he sent, al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-islam adina. Qala jalla wa ala. Complete. Akmalt. There is no, there's no space in that. 
for you and me and to come and, and plug in this hole. Our aqeedah is the Rasul salam completely and totally conveyed the message. He didn't leave any peace. If something had to be specifically stated, he would have stated. Where he did not state it specifically, we take it completely. So like we said, Riba, you can have your, your, your mukhtalif, uh, you know, khasmat uh, of this. Riba al-fadl, riba this, riba that. For example, we have, this is haram, this is makro taharimi, this is makro tanzihi. All of these are istalahat al-fiqiyah, istalahat al-islamiyah, which for the sake of understanding, for the sake of convenience, so on and so on, it is there. But if somebody comes and says, no, 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 Rasulullah did not specifically say this. That is like, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited, Ya yuhal ladina amanu al-khamru wal-maisir. So, no, no, hold on, hold on. Al-khamr, right? What is the meaning of khamr? Alcohol. But the alcohol of that time was made with what? Maybe dates, maybe grapes, right? But where is Shiva Srigal? Where is Mana of Vodka? Eh? You get the point I'm saying? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Al-Khamar, what is our aqidah about this? That if Allah prohibited alcohol, it means alcohol, it means all intoxicants, every form of intoxicant, whether it is liquid, whether it is solid, whether it is some kind of gas which you are smoking or you know snorting uh, cocaine or whatnot, right? Everything is included. All that we know today and all that may be invented, may Allah protect us, every day some new, new thing comes. Fentanyl wasn't there, now it is there. So, every day something. So, all of this is, this is our akhidah about everything, right? Al-Maisir, gambling, which form? Is it the roulette table? Is it blackjack? Is it three cards? Is it this? Is it bridge? Any form of gambling. This is our akhidah, yes or no? So, when in Islam, if something is prohibited, everything of that kind is prohibited, and it is prohibited irrespective of quantity and quality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited pork. Somebody says, yes, okay, how much? What is the meaning of? What is the meaning of how much? He said, no, I, I like spare ribs, you know, one rib. Please give me the open. <laughs> Allah prohibited zina. You say, how many times? Huh? It's not a question of time. You can't say, well, you know, I do it only once. Now once a week, once a month. No. Prohibition is complete. So how come for the sake of, in the case of riba, we don't want to believe this? You know, only this much, only that much. Please, don't destroy yourself. Do not destroy yourself. Because remember one thing very, very clearly. Something which has come down to us from Rasulullah from the Sahaba, from the Tabi'in, from the Tabi'in, all the Aima of Islam. And then you got some so-called modern scholar who comes up with one idea which is against all of this. And you want to believe him and you want to leave all of those people, no problem. It's your choice. Don't fall into these traps. This deen came to us preserved and complete. There's no scope for anyone to add anything and take out anything. 
So if somebody is adding something or taking out something, please. If you support it, as I said, if you support it, you are out of Islam as well. Not only that person. If somebody says this thing, and you say, oh no, no, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Gone. You didn't even do anything. You didn't go and borrow money. You're just saying, yeah, that's right. Rasulullah did not convey the whole message. That is what you're saying. You say that, that is kufr billah. That is kufr of the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So please, my brothers and sisters, do not fall into these traps. Follow the deen as it was brought by Rasulullah sallallahu Don't add anything. Don't take out anything. Inna azdaqal hadithi kitabullah wa ahsanul hadhi hadhi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa kullu muhadathatin bida' wa kullu bida'atin dalala wa kullu dalalatin finnar aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah ilayhi wa lakum wa lisayil muslim fa astaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim